This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. If you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, all you have to do is go to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can find all sorts of Hey Bartender t-shirts and other stuff and just some t-shirts with some wise-ass remarks on them. Kind of cool. But just remember, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com Dot com and use the checkout code hey dude to get 10% off your entire order yes 10% off your entire order go there now wait not now we're about to start the show welcome back to hey bartender podcast I'm the dude, and welcome back. Thanks for listening. Remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, you know, wherever you find it. Uh, you know, I'd just love to have you along for the ride. Anyway, it's the beginning of, beginning of the night. It's time for the drink special. That's right, the special of the night. Hey, anybody out there know that this uh, earlier this week it was National Whiskey Day? Yeah, I didn't even know it was such a day. But, you know, I've... Uh, heard of worse reasons to go out and have a drink but uh you know so for today's drink special i figured let's have a whiskey drink special and i came across this one that didn't sound too bad to me uh uh, this one's called the bourbon sweet tea cocktail now how you make this everybody knows how to make tea you boil some water and then you put uh your tea bag in there phrasing and then uh, when it comes to sweet tea not only do you have tea, but you have to put about 30 pounds of sugar. At least that's the way they do it in the South. But for this case, you just make yourself some uh, sweet tea. And when you put it into a pounder glass or highball glass, just put a shot of bourbon in there with it. And you get a, a sweet tea with a nice bite at the end of it. I mean, it's really interesting. It's kind of cool. Garnish with a lemon or uh, mint or an orange, however you feel like, or whatever's available on the tray, and, you know, go for it. That drink came to me from liquor.com. Oh, whiskey. There's another uh, liquor out there that probably is the result of a lot of bad decisions. Uh, You always see them in the westerns and see people drinking whiskey, wander up to the bar, look at the bartender, say, whiskey, and, you know, the bartender gives him a shot and leaves the bottle on the bar. You know, in my, all my time as a bartender, I've actually never seen that. Where the customer would walk up and say, leave the bottle. I'm, you know, that might happen in other states, just never where I worked. But, because uh, that was illegal where I worked. It, you couldn't do that. So, if you got one of those guys that went on a bender and just wanted shot after shot after shot, they'd probably have to ask for it and just, you know, give me a shot. Pour the drink, they slam it down, give me another then they take up all your time and probably give you a crappy tip because uh, they spend all their money that they had on them. But, you know, what are you going to do? So, today's episode of Hey Bartender, I started thinking about it. What's one thing that bartenders and servers love to do? Oh, oh, I know. The one thing that bartenders and servers love to do is get together and talk trash about their customers. That's right. We're going to be customer bashing today. And, 
you know, if you're a regular bar patron, you, uh, you're not a bartender or server and listen to this podcast. Yes, we do talk about you behind your back. Get over it. Sometimes it's good. I'm sure a lot of the times it's good for some of you guys out there. A lot of you people that have responded to the Facebook page or responded to emails, you guys are really awesome. But there are some customers out there that are just a huge pain in the ass, no matter what you think about. You know, how you know how much, oh, yeah, I was kind of a dick to him, but I gave him a $5 tip on a $10 tab. Uh, that automatically puts puts me on their good side. Uh, well, not automatically. Sorry to tell you. I mean, you can tip me $20 on a $5 tab, but if you were a pain in the ass that night, that might be a band-aid over it, but still, uh, you're still a jerk, you know, but you're a jerk that tips well. So I guess maybe that's better in most people's books. But I bartended for a not as long as some people, but for a pretty long time. And I had my favorite customers and I had my least favorite customers. And at the end of the night, now bartenders and servers, they're listening to this podcast. When you close up your bar, do you do like uh, my friends and I used to do when like the bars would close around the area and they all in where I used to work, they all closed at different times. The first bar would close at 11. The next bar would close at one. And then there was my bar, the last bar I worked at, at least uh, my bar where we closed at two 30, stopped serving at two closed officially at two 30. People from the other bars that closed at 11 or one, most of the time would come over to my bar and have a quick one before they go to bed. And, you know, you know, which would usually be a, just one or two drinks before last call. You know, tell, truth being told, maybe we'd give them another one after last call just because, hey, they just got off their shift. They're relaxing. And plus, servers and bartenders take care of other servers and bartenders. That's just the rule. But after the shift is completely over, you ever just go and hang out at like a 24-hour diner or something like that? Go to Denny's and just sit at their big table and just talk about your night, which inevitably ends up in customer bashing. Oh, man, I've had a lot of nights like that where you just sit there and go, holy crap, did you see what the hell he was doing today? He's never done that before. Or that was funny as hell what uh, that guy was saying when he was drinking. And it's like, oh, did you have this guy show up at your bar? I am so sorry. We sent him over to your bar. It, you know, it, it happens. So, you know, when you got... You get do you do get talked about, and unfortunately, if you were a customer of mine, you're probably going to get talked about in this podcast. If you recognize your story, I'm sorry, but it had to be brought up. I mean, how do you talk about your customers without talking a little bit of trash? I'm not the nicest guy in the world. Truth being told, if you're nice to me, then I'm nice to you. If you expect it the other way around it's probably not going to happen because I'm kind of a dick in that way. And, you know, I'll be a little standoffish with you at first. Try to feel you out, see what kind of person you are, and then decide how I'm going to be with you from then on out. My coworkers, though, the other bartenders and servers, they were my saving grace a lot of the time. Like, 
one girl I worked with, they, she had, before she started working with me, she had heard about me through the grapevine going, uh, that guy is really quiet and truthfully kind of weird. So be careful around him. She's like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. We got to know each other and we're still good friends after all these years. And so sometimes my bartenders and servers would have to tell my customers, you know, you just have to get to know him. Uh, you know, just talk about music. You know, he may be wearing an, uh, a sports cap right now, but believe me, he doesn't know shit about baseball. Talk to him about music, uh, especially Billy Joel, the Beatles, Metallica, and he'll probably talk your ear off all night long. And that's how I got to know some of my customers is because of my pop culture knowledge of music, movies, TV. That was my wheelhouse. Uh, I don't know anything about sports. I don't know who, uh, who's playing on what team. I don't know statistics. I don't know scores. I don't know any of that stuff. So if you expect to come into my bar and you're a new customer and expect me to stand there and talk about football, you are gravely mistaken. And just because I try to avoid that conversation with you doesn't exactly mean that I hate you. I haven't even developed opinion on you. I don't wish any particular harm on you just yet. So when it comes to talking about music and stuff like that, I have one customer I could stand and talk to him about classic rock all night long. He was a great guy. His name was Rusty. I I don't think that was his real name. That was what we called him. Truth being told, Rusty, uh, he kind of accidentally got this rumor spread around about him that he was the former drummer for Foghat. And he, I guess one day he just decided to go along with it. It's just, okay, yeah, I'm the drummer for Foghat. Yeah, that's who I am. You, know, you want to talk about hippie and pot smoker? That was Rusty. But I loved talking to him about rock and roll because he knew a lot of stuff that I knew, and he and I would joke about the same jokes about rock and roll. First night I got to know him, he comes up to me, and he sees that I'm wearing a Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band t-shirt. And he says, oh, you're a Beatles fan, huh? And I said, yes, sir, I am a Beatles fan. And he says, well, I'm going to have to test you. And I said, give it your best shot. And so he says, other than Hoffner, what brand of bass guitar did Paul McCartney play? And I thought about it for a second, and I said, Rickenbacker. Shakes my hand with a big smile on his face. And he says, okay, question number two. What is Paul McCartney's real first name? I thought about it for a second, and I said, John and he smiles and shakes my hand and I had a friend for life at that point and I knew I could talk about rock and roll with this guy and it was just hilarious that he kind of developed this persona around people that didn't know him really well that he was a rock star in the past people come up to him all the time saying what was it like to play in front of thousands of people or be in the, one of the best rock and roll bands in history? He'd just play along. He stopped caring that he wasn't really the drummer for Foghat. He just decided to let people have that moment where they thought they had met somebody famous. 
might as well be in him. So, but Rusty was a good guy. And like I said, I love talking about rock and roll with him. Another guy that I like to talk about rock and roll with, and his name was Jeff. And now I'm going to pay special tribute to this guy because he was a really, really good friend of mine when it, when I was bartending and when I'd come in on my off hours, another guy that I loved to talk about rock and roll with, it was really weird how I met him because I was bartending at another bar one night and this woman comes in with the name of his band on her shirt. They're a Portland based band that played a lot of fifties and sixties music and nostalgia band I think is what you're supposed to call it and I looked at her t-shirt and I said oh hey I know that band I used to date the guy's daughter the drummer's daughter and which is true and all of a sudden the guy sitting next to her who had his head on the bar you know facing downward he all of a sudden looks up and says I don't have a daughter and immediately instead of uh, jumping all over my words or going who the hell are you or anything like that I just said your stepdaughter and he goes oh oh yeah you are you're you're that guy and I never met him when I was dating his daughter because uh when I when I dropped her off one night the catalytic converter on my car went out and so my car sounded like a motorcycle so I was a little embarrassed and wanted to get that quick fixed quick so we had to cut our night short I saw him at the door briefly as I was turning the car around and uh, started to leave, but I never officially met him face to face. I wish I had back then, but from that point on, he would come in, we'd sit, we'd talk for a little while. We found out that we had that in common. I guess uh, he had divorced uh, that ex-girlfriend's mother and uh, he was by himself at the time. So we had that in common. We started out there and we kept talking about him playing in bands, the music that I used to play with my bands, and we'd talk about all the bands, the famous bands ever. I mean, it, we'd talk about anything from Chuck Berry all the way up to Metallica, Alice in Chains, all the way back to uh, Buddy Holly. You know, we'd anything, anything when it came to rock and roll, we would talk about, and I considered him a really good friend. He's passed away ever since then. And, you know, uh, I hope he's doing, I'm doing really well where, where he's at and, you know, miss the guy, but not all customers, uh, you can relate to that easily. I mean, like, like my friend used to tell everybody, just talk to him about rock and roll or music or movies and you'll you'll he'll probably talk your ear off and there were still some people like i can't say that i got along with everybody but you know i tried i didn't try as hard as i probably should have but i definitely did try the last bar that i worked at the official official last place that i worked at as a bartender i they had this one table that was reserved for particular regulars. Now the the other bartender that worked at uh, worked at the same bar, she had spent a lot of time and a lot of effort to develop these regulars, and so 
they got their own special table and they got preferential treatment of, of sorts when it came to the bar. And I wasn't sure when I first started working there how much they expected. I mean, yeah, they got preferential treatment. Um, and that was the table that the bartender got to handle. That was the only table on the floor that the bartender had to take care of. And, you know, it was an eight-seater, sometimes ten, depending on how many friends they brought over or how many people they could get arm-in-arm, arm, uh, you know, next to each other. But some of those people I got along with really well, and some of them really not so much. I had a really hard time becoming their friend. Uh, this couple, one couple in particular, they came in... Uh, on a daily basis. And I was explained when they first got there that they didn't get charged because they worked out some kind of deal through the woman's work that they trade soups uh, for, you know, for their bar tab. You know, it's, you know, her company gave us free soup. We gave, we gave them a chance to drink a certain amount of beer a night. I never, uh, knew how much it was in particular, but it was, you know, it, they never went over to say 25 bucks, which, you know, that's not, that's not bad, but they ran my ass off. If I wasn't watching their beers by the time they were down to the very bottom of the glass, they were a little edgy about it, especially the wife. I, it was, you know what? The husband wasn't that bad. The wife was the socialite that expected all this stuff. And so when, when they, uh, when they came in, the husband didn't worry about him so much because he mainly kept quiet and watched TV while she sat there and talked with everybody else at the table. Actually, if you want my honest opinion, he wasn't just sitting there watching TV. There were times where he came in and every time he took a sip of beer, it was like he was wishing for death. It's just, nope. Or, you know, take a drink. Is she pretty yet? Nope. Okay, take another drink. And uh, she had that because she was just always had to be social. And she, you know what? I bet she was probably the most popular kid back in her high school. And she was just trying to keep that mentality around her in her life. Dear God. I mean, is there an age where you grow out of that sort of thing? Well, this is a guy talking on a podcast right now. I, I was the quiet guy back in high school. I mean, by now, if podcasts were around, I'd probably be just like Christian Slater was uh, in Pump Up the Volume. Happy Harry Hard on! But not getting in trouble going to jail and getting a bunch of FCC regulations thrown at me. But... Yeah, I mean, th those people, I don't know how long they knew each other, uh, but they were kind of a tight-knit group of friends. And if you sat at their table when they showed up there, they kind of hovered over you until you left. And as soon as you left, they swarmed to get that table. It's just, boom, ours, leave us alone. And But that first couple, as long as I kept their beers full, I never had to deal with them. I didn't necessarily have to like them, 
but as long as I kept their beers full, they were cool with me. And it got to the point where I was pretty much on automatic and they had to say, you know, when I brought their next, their next beer out, they said, this is the last one. And Oh, okay. So I didn't, you know, they had to get me to stop because I was basically on autopilot. Oh, other people that used to sit at that table. These two guys, uh, I don't know. They were probably, they acted like they were best friends. They always hung out together. They always BS together. But it was almost like, you ever see that Warner Brothers cartoon where you had that big bulldog and the little dog bouncing around in front of him going, hey, Butch, what do you want to do today? You want to go get uh, beat up a cat? You, you know, that's what it seemed like to me because one guy was freaking huge and the other guy was a runt and the freaking huge guy was he had a catchphrase uh, every time he came in it, it was hello baby and then put his hand out to shake your hand and you know after the first 20 30,000 times you hear that that gets old I mean do I want to hear that all the freaking time and, you know, he jumped in. He was part of that little social circle. And he, like I said, the guy was like baby Huey is freaking huge. And I had a hard time with him because he was, uh, you pour him his first drink and you turn, you might as well turn around back to the taps pour another drink for him because by the time you're done pouring that second drink for him, he's done with the first. It was, that was just like, uh, all right, here we go. Slam. Okay. Give me another one. And you know, why waste the time? Just give him two beers to start with. And when he got drunk, uh, his famous thing to do was sit there and get pissed off. And as if you have the nerve to say that I'm drunk and then he'd stick out his hand and show how steady it is and see, see, I'm not drunk. And, you know, you didn't want to have to tell him, look, it's not your decision. Shut the hell up, go home, get some sleep. And, you know, it's, I'm sure there are customers like that everywhere. There has to be his little friend. Uh, I didn't have really much trouble from him and he, was just hanging around uh, the group, probably had short man's complex. In fact, if he didn't have short man's complex when he came, before I started working at that place, he had it when I uh, when I got there because there was one night where I was, oh, I was feeling particularly edgy and running around everywhere. I was started out, as, I started out as a server that night and then I end the night as a bartender, but I was feeling particularly edgy because he would put his Budweiser bottle after he finished it on top of his head to show the bartender that he needed another one. And I looked at that the first time I saw that I saw him put the beer bottle on top of his head and I turned to the bartender on duty and I tell her, Hey, he's trying to make himself taller. And you know, yeah, okay. That was a little mean, but if you saw the guy, he was probably five four. I I don't know. He was a little dude, but when your guy got short short guy complex, and he puts a beer bottle on and said, "That's the first thing I thought of." He's just trying to make himself look taller. He doesn't need another beer. And, uh, oh well, you know, 
bartenders always have that sarcastic sense of humor. Of course, customer can't come in and automatically start flipping the bartender's shit if they've never met him before. I remember even one time there was this guy that decided to flip my cook shit and the cook says, I don't know you enough in order for you to talk to me like that. And the guy kind of got a little scared, wandered away. A couple minutes later, went and introduced himself proper. And then they, he, I won't say that they became friends, but my cook accepted his presence. I think that's a good way of putting it. And it was just, yeah, there are people all, all the time that would come in. I, the one customer, uh, he came in and always had to act like the big shot and, uh, you know, try to impress the girls, try to impress the business partner he's with. And it, uh, you know, you know, the personality, I mean, pretty much, uh, you know, I think probably Billy Joel's song, big shot goes along with that. You had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth, you know? And so this guy was a friendly drunk, but he, uh, he just tried to act like that. He was in the know. He knew everybody. He knew what was going on. He was friends with everybody and, you know, just trying to impress everybody. First night I met him, he, uh, all of us, you know, I'd given him maybe two drinks and then he's, then all of a sudden he says, Hey, we're friends, right? And I look at him and I said, I don't know. I just met you. And you, you could almost, it was like he was listening to the Rocky theme in his head. And then when I said, I don't know, I just met you. And it was like that record scratch when the needle scratches off the record. If anybody out there knows what records are anymore, just all of a sudden, Arr! And that completely threw him off his groove. And then from that point on, we started to get to know each other. And because I wasn't going to let him just automatically say, yeah, we're friends. And I was like, dude, I don't know if you're a friend or not. You know, you, you could be the guy that killed my parents. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my parents are fine. Uh, let's, you know, let's not go into that. But uh, uh, it was just... The, his, he had one of those very uh, extroverted personalities. And before I started bartending, I was really, really, really introverted. Uh, now I'm only really introverted instead of really, really, really. But extroverted personalities once in a while freak me out. Because they're just like, hi, I'm your friend now. And I'm like, I don't know you, leave me alone. And... You know, that that would uh, scare me off a lot of the times. And when it came to being nice to people and because I would automatically be a dick just to get them to leave me alone. Maybe this whole introverted personality thing, being a bartender, wasn't such a great idea. But hey, it's you know, I got a lot of entertainment and a lot of it was a lot of fun being a bartender, whether I felt like being a jerk that day or not. People pretty much accepted me. So, you know, what else can you ask for? Oh, let's take a break from all this customer bashing for a second. Hey, anybody want to hear a joke? This, I got a really easy one for you today. This one is so easy. You probably won't even have to replay this thing just to remember how it goes. Go into your bar and tell this joke. Ready? 
And here we go. So a blind man walks into a bar and says, damn, that hurt. Anybody need a couple minutes on that one? That might be a good way to wrap up these jokes. Well, customers, huh? Well, I'll tell you about uh, my favorite time that I 86 a customer. I mean, I told you about uh, 86 and people for uh, having a fight in a bar. But this customer, he was... Oh, dear God, he was just annoying as hell. Uh, the thing about this dude is everybody automatically assumed he was drunk when he came in. And maybe he was, hell. Uh, I just thought he was a uh, he was an asshole. I mean, there's that fine line sometimes between drunk and stupid or drunk and an asshole. This guy was just an asshole. And whenever he'd come in, it was like, give me a reason to 86 you. Just give me a fucking reason. And one night he finally, he pushed me too far. And uh, he started bothering my other customers, my good customers, walking over to any table and start bothering them. And after the second time, I said, dude, get leave them alone. Go sit down. And uh, he'd get up and go start bothering them again. And I just finally said, look, okay, I'm done with you. Get the hell out. And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't have to get out. I can be here if I want. I said, dude, get out of here. I don't want to ever see you here again. You're 86th. If you don't get out within the next 10 seconds, I'm calling the cops. And he's like, oh, fine. Call the cops. See if I care. I'll be out within an hour. Uh, nothing can happen to me. And yeah, he's as he's uh, leaving there feeling entitled for some reason, uh, he uh still trying to talk to customers on the way out to the restaurant. And so I quickly, I didn't touch him because that, I never really know, you know if I touch the person all of a sudden, am I uh, liable for assault charges no matter what? And, but I said, no, get out, get out, get out now. And eventually he did leave. And the customers, I had to go and apologize to him. And, you know, sorry about that. Is everything okay? Can I get you anything? You know, I try to be nice to the uh, the other customers that aren't causing any problems. Or even families that are just honestly there to have a little bit of dinner. And so I'm uh, running the bar and, you know, this I'm kind of fuming because this guy, he was just trying to play every card he possibly could, you know, just, ah, you can't 86 me. Cause I'm this person. I'm, you know, I bring a lot of money. I bring a lot of business in here. I do this, I do that. And I was like, I don't care. Get the fuck out of my bar. And I told him you are 86. Get out. But later that night, say, you know, I kicked him out maybe around six, you know, my shift had barely started and sometimes when I have to do things like that, at the beginning of my shift, I mean, my night's ruined. You know, I'm just, you know, might as well just, uh, you know, close the bar. But I'm not going to do that because there's money to be made. But around 
midnight, maybe 1230 or something like that. Dude decides to wander back in. And I was just like, wait, no, no. I, I looked at him. And I looked him right in the eye. I said, no, turn around. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Get the fuck out of my bar. And he just, fine, whatever. Turns around, walks out. Well, my cook, who was off shift at that time, he was sitting at the bar, and he just turns, looks at him, and says, leave. And he's, fine, I'll get out of here. I'll never come here again. Good. I don't want to see your ass in here again. And it was kind of funny after that because uh, my cook, he turned and looked at me, and he goes, do not say things like that. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Are you kidding me? How am I supposed to keep a straight face and back you up? And we had a laugh about that. And it was, that, that was pretty funny. But I don't even know why I decided to say do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I'm not even sure the guy got the reference. But, yeah, that, that was one of my favorite times that I kicked somebody out of a bar. But when it comes to the entitlement thing... There are people out there that sit back and think, I am the reason why this bar is open. I bring in the business. I spend the money. They can't kick me out. They can't do anything to me. I can treat them like shit, and they have to kiss my ass. And, you know, I turn that around for a lot of people. This one dude in particular. Oh, dear God, what an asshole. Uh, this dude, he, th- uh, he was, felt huge entitlement to everything. He owned a business in the next town over. And, uh, I honestly, honestly was screwing around that night and decided to take up the bar, the bar gun, uh, you know, that dispenses the water, the Coca-Cola, the Sprite and all that stuff. And I decided to, uh, spray the bar with a little bit of water it was only for a second or two and you know uh, where i was aiming they might have gotten a couple drops on him all of a sudden this dude comes up to the bar spitting fire pissed off and says what the hell are you doing spraying water on me like that i ought to make you clean uh, pay for my dry cleaning and i looked at him and i said for what he goes you got my shirt wet and i said really where because the shirt had already dried by that time And he used the line that I think is always hilarious. I think I made a reference to it on the Facebook page earlier this week and where he said, I know your manager. And I said, Oh really? You know who my manager is? And he goes, yeah. And I said, then you know how much he hates name dropping that froze him up for a second. And he, he was just, Wanting to yell at me, but I, he completely lost track of what he was saying or where he was going with that. And he, he's, you know, it's just, why well, I, um, uh, I, I deserve compensation. And I, it's just like, dude, relax. It was just water. And even the people at the bar that uh, were sitting there were like, dude, relax. What the hell is your problem? And I, you know, he, th- he threatened to sue. He threatened, uh, threatened to make sure I was getting fired. Uh, there are even people out there that uh, say, uh, say, I'll have your job for this. And <laughs> fine, you can have my job. You wouldn't last 20 minutes. And, cause this guy owned a beauty salon. You know, after uh, after that night, he held that uh, he held it against me for a long time that I got his shirt wet and I refused to pay for the dry cleaning. And 
I mean, it's just a couple drops of water, and besides, it was already dry by the time he was done complaining about it. But he would come into the bar every time after that saying, Oh, watch out for this guy. He'll uh, uh, spray, you with the, uh, spray you with the water gun. And I look at him and I say, I only spray people that deserve it. And, you know, he kept trying to talk shit about me around the other customers. But whenever he hit on a girl, guys, remember this. I write this down. Your bartender will either make or break you when it comes to hooking up at a bar. Because if you're an asshole to your bartender and all of a sudden this girl that you're interested in, you start flirting with her, if her friends that she's with don't know anything about you, she's going to go to the bartender. Say, hey, what do you know about that guy? And when it came to this guy, I'm surprised that he got anywhere with any women ever because in any town within... 50 miles of the bar that I worked because uh, usually when they come up and go, Hey, what do you know about this guy? And I said, well, he owns a beauty salon in the next town over. I think he's gay and, or, you know, maybe bisexual, but you know, I'm, you know, look, look at his shirt. I think he's gay. And, you know, Hey, there's no problem with that. You know? And, uh, you know, I, I pretty much spread the rumor around that, uh, that he was. And, whether it's stuck or not, I don't know. In fact, the last time I heard about him, uh, uh, he got sued by one of his coworkers for sexual harassment or something like that and lost his business and everything, which I could totally see happening because he was really aggressive with the women uh, at the bar. In fact, that's how it made it so much easier to say he was gay because I told everybody he was comp- overcompensating. Yep, I'm an asshole, but hey, what are you going to do? So let's start talking about music right now. Let's get off my high horse and stop bashing customers that I was probably mean to for no reason. Tonight's band is from Los Angeles, California, from their album Beauty in the Dark, available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Here is Night Jacket with their song Waking Up With You. Can't keep you off my mind But I'm on the upper With a suitcase in the I can't trust you with my time Cause I like what I heard But they're just some little
from their album Beauty in the Dark. That was Night Jacket with their single Waking Up With You. If you want to hear more from Night Jacket, you can find them on Bandcamp.com, iTunes. They also have a social media presence on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And they also have their own website called Night Jacket Music, all one word, dot com. They have a pretty good groove, don't they? Uh, the review says that they have the feel of a late night drive in deserted city where only the neon lights of the chain restaurants and gas stations are the sights to be seen. You know what? I I have to agree with them on that. And that's a good comforting feeling, if you ask me. I like that feeling. So anyway, I feel like I'm bashing a couple more customers. In fact, these customers that I'm about to bash, these people took the cake when it comes to being deserved to be bashed on. Oh, this couple... Uh, it was the weirdest thing. When I first started working at this bar, I had no idea who they were. I just knew that they showed up every week. She'd be in her uh, diner uniform and he'd be, well, he looked like he'd been working on his car for the last seven weeks and still hadn't cleaned himself up. But, you know, they were the strangest looking couple and he wasn't allowed to drink. She told him if he had anything, he could drink Sprite. And she would sit there and drink beer. And they'd sit and watch the television. They really wouldn't converse with each other. And he would stick by her side the whole time. And I didn't really understand what was going on, uh, nor did I really care. Uh, but I found it fascinating that this woman who worked in a diner was a shitty tipper. You know, life I've told mentioned before in this podcast that bartenders and servers, we all take care of each other. When it comes to tipping a bartender or server that you know, it's not really tipping anymore. It's more of a circulation of money. And, you know, you come over to my bar, visit me, uh, and you tip me pretty well. Then I'll go over to your bar to visit you, and I'll tip you really well. That's how it usually works, but she was a lousy-ass tipper. Always had exact change, and it was a crapshoot whether or not she would tip you at the end of the night. And, yeah, that got freaking annoying, but they didn't cause any trouble, so we just let him be. Shortly after uh, I got, well, I really did never try to get to know this couple, um, I found out that they had a reputation around the uh, around the town. Well, not so much her, but him. Uh, the guy, he had this reputation of getting drunk and then starting to bother all the customers and then eventually get to the point where they would either warn him or just flat out 86 him. He was 86 out of one bar for carving his name into the bar. Okay. Bar customers out there, do not ever do that. Don't carve your name into anything in the bar. You know, well, restrooms, you know, you're pretty much on your own because you're not being watched in there, I hope. You know, I can't speak for every bar out there. There's some weird people out there. But when my good friend started working at that bar with me, she gave me the lowdown on, uh, on that particular couple. And I guess the guy had been 86 from every bar in that town for being a pain in the ass and 
bartenders just got tired of babysitting him until his wife or girlfriend or sister, I don't know what she was, uh, uh, got off her shift. And I mean, he wasn't even allowed to go into her place of business, her diner, because everybody was tired of him. And the bar that I worked at was the last place he could go to where she could join him or she could go anywhere she wanted, but he wasn't allowed anywhere else. So she can only go to the bar that I worked at. And the agreement was as long as he stays out of trouble, he can keep coming in here. Well, that lasted a lot longer than I thought because I figured, well, this guy's on limited time. But as long as he stayed sober and just sat there and drank, uh, you know, sodas or juice or something like that, uh, he was he was going to be fine. Yeah, sure, he was annoying to talk to because it fakes southern accent and all that sort of thing. The weird thing about this couple, like I said, I am customer bashing here. And this was talked about by all of us at one time or another. She, uh, the wife or girlfriend, whatever she was, she brought in her family picture into the bar one day to show all of us after a family reunion or something like that. And we played it off. You know, we deserved an Oscar, how we played it off saying it was a nice picture, of their family and stuff like that. But when we went into the back, we were all in shock because when we looked at that picture, the first thing that popped into everybody's mind was, oh my God, that family tree does not fork. They all look exactly the same. Biologically, that is not possible. How do, I mean, what? And, you know, they all wore the same glasses. They all had the same body shape. It, it was just, oh, dear God. And, you know, wow. And it was scary. And, you know, it's horrible to th- say things like that. Sure. But you're among friends when you're, you know, you run into the back of the bar or sit at uh, the Denny's late night having conversation with your uh, fellow bartenders or servers. But that was so weird. And it, yuck. Oh, but I digress. You know what? Not every customer out there is an asshole. And sometimes, you know, truth being told, I was just having a bad day, you know, uh, being slightly introverted and people having different personalities. There's one thing you got to remember that there's over nine billion different personalities out there odds are you're not going to get along with at least one of them and i have to give kudos to my colleagues my fellow bartenders my fellow servers for the ones that got along or went stride you know made strives to get along with people i remember uh one of my colleagues she told me that one of the customers that came in absolutely hated her. She So she made it her mission to make this girl like her and want to be friends with her. When she came into my bar, I didn't care whether she liked me or not. And, you know, she cute little, uh cute little blonde girl. But, you know, if she hated me, whatever. 
you know, I, you know, I'm here to sling drinks and, you know, I've, I learned, uh, the ins and outs of the customer service, uh, side of the job. As I went, I didn't go into bartending knowing customer service. I kind of had to learn it and whether or not I can say I know it or mastered it, or I figured out some of it, I really couldn't tell you because there were customers that I loved it when they came in and there were customers where immediately I rolled my eyes and said, Oh Christ, I have to deal with this person again. But I had to remember every day, these people help me make money. So be nice to their face, but talk trash behind their back and they don't, you know, I'm revealing a lot here, uh, opening up, let's say, but you know, a lot of time has passed. Things have changed. Uh, I know that I've become a little bit more chatty, uh, in my adventures after, uh, my bartending shifts and you know, things change, things improve, things sometimes get worse and not all the customers are bad. Some of the customers were incredibly awesome. And, you know, that's just how life goes. When you walk down the street, you might not like that person, but there's somebody out there that does. And whether you get along or not, we all need friends. Anyway. Anyway, we're going to call last call right about now. So, if you want to get another drink, uh, you better come up to the bar. You ain't getting shit. I don't have any servers out in the floor tonight. So, if you have any good bar stories or good jokes that you would like to share with me, feel free to drop me a message on the Facebook page or send me an email at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. The Facebook page is a great place to go to see a daily uh, sarcastic remark or learn about our new drink specials. So come visit us on Facebook or come visit us on Instagram. We're even on Twitter. If also remember, like I said in the beginning of the show, we have a website. It's hey-bartender-podcast.myspotify.com. It's a place where you can find out what's going on in the Hey Bartender podcast. And you can learn a couple new drinks and buy some Hey Bartender swag. We have t-shirts, we have hats, we have a couple other things. We're building as we go. But if you get on to hey-bartender-podcast.myspotify.com and use the checkout code HEYDUDE, you get 10% off your complete order. Sounds like a deal to me. So, oh, one more thing. I got a contest going. Yeah, that's right. Hey Bartender Podcast is having a contest. If any of you, any of you, Share, like, subscribe, or comment on this podcast. I will be choosing three winners at completely random to receive a free black and white Hey Bartender podcast t-shirt. It's really cool. I like it. So, if you want a free Hey Bartender podcast t-shirt, remember to share, like, subscribe, and comment on this podcast. And I will be announcing the winner Uh, on April 6th on the Facebook page. Until next time, though, I want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night.
show you think anybody's gonna take it personal if they recognize that i was talking about them Ugh, hope not